Hey, Steve Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fed, along with our guy, uh, Dwight Albrecht, who almost died this week. Uh, <laughs> Phil Brilo is here as well. Uh, and, of course, Phil, follow Phil on uh, Twitter, $2Phil, at Bruce City Bowling. Our guy, Dwight Albrecht, uh, who, again, be thankful he's still alive. He's over at the New <laughs> Berlin uh, uh, at New Berlin Bowl Center, yeah, over there uh, with the Spare Time uh, Pro Shop. I, I don't really want to get into what exactly <laughs> happened, uh, uh, other than uh, I wanted just to, blood pressure I want to strangle Dwight. But he, <laughs> other than that, it's fine. Where he's alive, so everything it turned out fine. Uh, okay, so lots to get to on uh, today's show, and you're probably like, "Well, what's there to get to? There's not a whole bunch going on." Well, there actually is. Uh, first, let's start off with news uh, that Phil relayed uh, to us, which is about Fox Bet, and Fox Bet was the kind of gambling service that was putting out bets that you would see on the TV screen of this guy is plus 1000 to win. This guy's minus 150, whatever to, to win a tournament. Uh, what's the latest with Fox bet Phil Brilo? Yeah. So Fox bet, I got a notification that they were pretty much shutting everything down July 31st. Uh, now, obviously us being Wisconsin, there's no sports betting allowed unless we go to one of the local native American casinos. Sports book at Pottawatomie. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so it really doesn't affect as much here, but there were four states that Fox Bet was in where you could legally bet on the bowling when they'd show it on the PBA stuff on, on FS1. And so it, it, it kind of is interesting right now with, with Fox Bet. And they're owned by the parent company of DraftKings owns a, owns a majority of Fox Bet. Fox Sports actually owned like 20% of it. So it's going to be interesting to see if some other uh, direction that Fox Sports goes is it going to be with DraftKings? Are they going to see odds other? Or is this an opportunity maybe that the PBA could? pair up with somebody and have, you know, promote their own, you know, Hey, go here to, you know, this one I see all the time we've talked about on the show before is bet rivers. Oh yes. Uh, and they're, they're pretty much the whole North Northeast of the country with bet rivers. Could they pair up with bet rivers and, and, you know, have a nice little relationship where bet rivers gets promoted on the show, they lay odds and then people can bet uh, on whatever match they see on TV or futures or that type of thing. There was even betting with Bet Rivers on the Skill Ball Challenge in Detroit a couple of weeks back. Beautiful. Rivers set line design. So yeah, it could be it could be pretty interesting if, if this opens up maybe a new partnership deal for the PBA. All right, so let's let's talk about this just uh, for a quick second. Um, when we talk about gambling and where we're at with gambling, and like you said, gambling's not legalized yet in Wisconsin, but now these. <clears throat> Uh, reservations now can have gambling. So Oneida up by Green Bay, if you're going to a Packer game and you're coming to Wisconsin, they have a sports book. Uh, Pottawatomie, which is in Milwaukee, uh, kind of by American Family Field where the Brewers are kind of sort of uh, in that Fox Valley area, not Fox Valley, Menominee Valley area. Um, they now are building out a sports book as well. Now it's not technically all the way open. It's a mini, mini version of what it's actually going to be. This thing is going to be gigantic is what it sounds like um, when it's uh, all said and done. Uh, but you'll be able to go there, place bets and NFL games or whatever else. Okay. Now you have uh, gambling shows and gambling radio networks. I help to manage a few of radio stations across the country for the BetQL uh, network. The current and long podcast I do, I do it with Ryan Horvath, who used to be the morning show guy, uh, producer in Milwaukee, who now does a gambling show weeknights while the games are going on. Uh, on BetMGM Tonight, it's called. And BetMGM is a huge gambling deal, and they're like the major sponsor for BetQL, and you hear their stuff across. Caesars Entertainment has their hands all over a ton of different stuff uh, as well with people they employ from, from that aspect of gambling. So there's a lot of different avenues and ways that you can go to get involved. 
The tough part, I think, without talking to Tom Clark, is going to be how do you convince them that there's enough there that people would actually bet money there, right? Because they probably don't want to waste their time on something that isn't going to get a lot of run necessarily. That would be my guess. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not that hard to do and you put it up and it's done and there's not a lot of manpower. And if, you know, you get $5,000 bet on a bowling tournament, that's better than 5,000 you didn't have uh, at the end of the day. What, what are your thoughts on, on this Dwight, as far as the chances of them landing one of these big ones to come aboard? Well, my, my first question for Phil was going to be was why did they pull out? I was assuming it's not, wasn't profitable. Enough. Right. Not for, I mean, four states. Yeah. It's Again, like, there are yeah. so yeah. many other gambling yes. services that are taking your money and doing stuff like that, that I, it makes it difficult. I think if it's done right, um, I think it could be, it could be something that could take off. Uh, absolutely. I am not a gambler. Um, Nor am I. I. Just came back from Vegas for her tournament. I didn't play one slot machine. Oh no, no, I can't do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. I can't go to Vegas and not gamble. <laughs> but I'm not a person that sits on their phone and gambles like so many other people. But I would have laid some money down um, on something sports bet wise. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I look at it, you got a 50 percent chance of winning. That's pretty good odds. You know, um, sure. So uh, I follow more. Um, sports than obviously just bowling you know indycar is my big passion it is. too so um well we talking about that when we get to the streaming uh part of our show today but i think if it's done right i think it could work and i think it could be very profitable and i think guys uh, everyone would play i think one thing to keep in mind is that because of how bowling tournaments are structured and especially once it gets past the qualifying part into the match play parts with head-to-head matches that type of thing I mean, right now, the PBA 52 would be perfect for that. Once it gets a match play, you've got 16 matches at a time that they can set odds on, and all of a sudden, oh, the guy lost, you know, the guy bet, and he lost the first match, and, well, I got another round of matches here to bet on. Hold on, I got a chance to, you know, right. come back at it. I mean, there's days where, you know, a, 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 a sports book could just run, you know, 30, 40 different matches as it progresses, along with the futures from the tournament before it starts, and, Hey, you know, is is Troy Lentz going to win the the, the tournament in, in West Virginia this week? He was the favorite. I bet Rose because he's having a, a a player of the year type year right now. So of course he's going to be the favorite. And then you get guys like Jason Couch that are you know the the big names. You bet the field and everything. There's a lot of opportunities. Not you know day by day by day on these PBA tournaments where, as you said earlier, if they got one guy working on on, on these bowling tournaments and getting all these different lines and bets out there. People that get into it, they're, they're, they got that action. that they You said the guys have been on the phone. They want that action. Yes. All of a sudden, half hour later, I got more action. Another hour later, I got more action. It's not like setting the you know betting the baseball game before it starts, and then you get another bet the next day. You can just oh, no. Going, you so, can, uh, baseball is crazy. Well, yeah, you I can mean, bet the first five innings right, of a baseball right, game. You, last, there's yeah. all these different angles on all of these sports in which, which you can bet. Yeah. But that is, to me, something else to consider, which we haven't really brought up is – you're going to have to hire somebody to set the lines and so forth. I mean, there are plenty of people that study the NFL and college football and baseball and the NBA and all of that and um, have done it for a long time with the analytics and everything else. From a bowling perspective, I would imagine the crop of people that are knowledgeable enough to set lines yeah. uh, week in and week out becomes a lot smaller pool that you're really grasping from if you're looking to hire somebody to come in there and do that at this point, Phil. Well, and I was actually catching up with uh, Jeff Riggle's 11th Frame blog last night, and uh, Steve Belinda uh, writes articles for bookies.com, 
And now he's writing stuff about PBA bowling, which is awesome. We'll have to get him on the show. Yeah. So do you know Steve? Okay, I don't know. He's from he's from our area. So oh really? Yeah, he's from around here. So uh, was chatting with him a little bit last night about it, and uh, it it's it sounds like he's really done his homework on these things. So it's not just hey, I've got this, and I'm sure the sports books would be the same way. They're gonna get somebody out there. Who knows? It could even be like an ex PBA pro that they think knows these guys pretty well, and they can. They can teach him the line writing end of the business if he knows the players because that's probably the most important part. Is, we'll just set him the PBA League podcast and we'll just do it for him. There we go. Hey, like the it. PBA League draft preview and review. <laughs> we'll set him that. Like right. I said before, y'all knew what the hell was going on more than some of these guys did. I think that were drafting. <laughs> um, but I mean, so that that. But how big of a deal is it? Do you think for the PBA tour to have a gambling aspect attached to it at this point, Phil or Dwight, going forward? Well, we talked about that when Tom Clark was in the studio, and I, I think if there's a kickback to the PBA uh, and they get some financial reward from it, I think it could be great. You know, otherwise, <clears throat> only the casinos and the people playing are going to be the ones that are going to benefit. But if <clears throat> Tom wanted to show some interest in it, I'd say, what's in it for me? Right. You know, and that that's <laughs> the thing, though, because that's where all these actual revenue sources are coming in. What What's happening now is – if you go down to say the United Center, right? Right. They have a whole sports book in the United Center right. that has constant people flowing in down in Chicago. Bulls aren't playing, but people are going to go in there and bet the NFL, right. right? You have you have money coming in. Wrigley is going to have a sports book. Uh, eventually, if we ever legalize betting in Wisconsin, yeah. American Family Field, I'm sure, will end up with a sports book. Sure. Lambo will end up with a sports book, which is not going to be good for Oneida or Potawatomi. But I think that's eventually how this is probably going to play out. And all that extra revenue that's generated by these organizations is going to lead to what? Bigger contracts for the players and so forth and more money for these billionaire owners already. But there's a lot of extra revenue money that you can control coming in. I don't know how you do that necessarily, though, if you're the PBA tour without negotiating some type of lucrative deal where you get a cut with whatever sponsor that you you make a deal with, unless you just say, we don't need a cut, but we're going to demand this much sponsorship money, right? Uh, and then you can have sole proprietorship of it, right? Well, we're going to demand, yeah. I don't know, $200,000 or $250,000 a year, and you own it year to year, and you can advertise and run your stuff on the TV and do whatever the case may be. You can have links. on. We'll have links on the PBA website to link to your stuff, the whole deal. Yeah, it's just, you know, Put that on the screen, just like they did it with Foxbet. Bill O'Neill was the minus 150, Jason Belmonte, you know, plus 180 or whatever it may have right. been, that type of thing. There's got to be something just there, even with a, a sponsorship deal with the DraftKings or Bet Rivers or that type of thing, where, hey, you can, if you're in one of our states, you can come on, bet this match, and, and or if you haven't done it before, get our app. And it doesn't take a lot of people added interest uh, for these gambling companies to, to realize the potential revenue is going to turn into real revenue especially because bowlers like to gamble. Why do bowlers go to Reno and Las Vegas for their big yeah. national tournaments and right. the bigger tournaments? Because bowlers like to gamble. Yeah. 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 Does our governing body have it? Our national tournaments always in Reno and Vegas. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I totally get that. The question is, will they gamble on their own sport and not the NFL or Major League I Baseball? Those bowlers are going to sports books and they're betting on NASCAR or the NFL or Major League Baseball. Can bowling draw some yeah. of that coming back the other way? There's no way to really prove it until somebody actually jumps into the water to give it a, a test shot, I guess. Maybe the first deal that you make with one of these big ones is one year. 
and see how right. it goes and then have that negotiation going around this next time. There's enough bowling tournaments out there that run auctions for players. Like I was just in Bowling Green and they actually had the Pro-Am was an auction of the players. They signed up as four player teams and they bid on what player they wanted to be their fifth player and they bowled 16 Baker games across the house. And so it was watching these players, you know, they were kind of excited about, you know, being in this auction, who's going to pay. Somebody paid $625 for Jason Couch. It's awesome. Or somebody paid $500 for another, you know, it's pretty neat. You know, and then they get the Mr. Irrelevant on the bottom who had to, you know, they had to pay a hundred bucks. You know, you didn't get them for free. You had to pay a hundred bucks. But that's that. still cool. Though. But I mean, that's awesome. But it just goes to show that, you know, if bowlers feel like they're part of the action, but the fans feel like they're part of the action, they're going to gradually keep getting into it, into it, into it. And I think, yeah. I, I think just with the opportunities to, to bet and that type of thing, I think bowling fans would, would really get into gambling on bowling. I know if it wasn't for me being a contractor with the PBA, uh, and not being able to do it, I'd throw a few bets out there. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's move on to topic number two. What's the future of PBA bowling and streaming services? And this is something that we talked about with with Tom Clark, if you remember, when we had the PBA commissioner on. If you missed that or any other uh, spare time bowling uh, show episode, all I have to do is download it on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast. And uh, a lot of these videos, pretty much all of them recently, are all on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We always live stream these things when we record them, so they're always there. They're actually there before the actual audio version uh, is actually there. Um, and we normally record on Mondays. It's been a little bit helter-skelter in the summer without – uh, some of these tournaments going on, but uh, yeah, they're always there week to week. And if you follow us on 1250 AM, uh, the fan or at Sparky radio, uh, you can also uh, see the tweets there or on the 1250 AM, the fan uh, Facebook page. Phil puts it on his Facebook page. Dwight puts it on his Facebook page. Uh, so you can know uh, when they're all coming out. Uh, okay. So this has come up yet again, mm-hmm. according to Dwight Albright, who wanted to talk about it this week. What do you got Dwight? Just constant people coming into the shop. Bowling fans that are not happy that these tournaments like the uh, men-women match. Uh, that was this last weekend. Yeah. Last weekend, the uh, plastic or the urethane ball challenge uh, match that what Packy Hanahan was talking about right. last week, that those are not, those are unique shows that are not on TV. So uh, they're not happy that it's on bowl TV, um, that it's being streamed. I keep, so I said to the one customer, I said, well, we had Tom Clark on our station. We talked about it. And I said, and his words were, bowlers are cheap. And so then they both nodded their head. Um, so uh, the only thing I can re- remember and relate with is when we had Norm Duke on in 2013, that was the year of the summer series, we were talking about that back then. And Duke's exact comment was, we have to get ready for a tour without TV. And that was back in 2013. But that's when he didn't realize how big this was going to get with Fox. He had yeah. he, he had seen this coming. Because yeah. at that point, the PBA was trying to figure out they right. were going to just make it through. Right. Financially, they right. were not in good shape. Um, so, again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, one of my passions is IndyCar. I'm seeing more of the IndyCars now falling on Peacock, especially qualifying rounds or certain races like the one in Toronto. I, I didn't get to see the one in Toronto, uh, unfortunately, because I don't have Peacock. Um, if it's going to get to that point, and IndyCar is one of my passions, um, I think it's only $4.99 a month, and you then can leave anytime you want. So if I uh, order it for $5 a month for the run of the IndyCar, if it's all IndyCar is going to go to Peacock and not an NBC, I would pay it because it's one of my passions. It's also cheaper and better coverage to watch it at home because a lot of these tracks have 14 turns, uh, like Elkhart Lake, uh, Road America, and 
when you get there, and I've been there to watch, you're watching the jumbotron anyways for most of the race as the cars go past that one turn in front of you. It's just the track's too long. That's why I love ovals. I, I can't wait for them to come back from Milwaukee Mile. Um, you get to see everyone there. Um, and so that's why we went down to Iowa the last couple of years, but now they've turned it into more of a rock concert um, and the expense. But I would end up, um, I think you get better coverage on TV than being there live. So I pay the $5 a month. Why can't the PBA, because Peacock's got the name, why can't the PBA back in on Peacock? Okay, my so for you free? remember, and I don't remember, <laughs> I know what I want to say, and I don't want to make fun of the service, but apparently Fox has their own streaming service that I never heard of, Teletubby or something like that. I don't remember Tubi. the name of it, Tubi, yeah, Tubi. whatever. No, I, I, always think, I always think of Teletubby. But I didn't um, know it was Fox. So. Tubi, I didn't know either. But Tom Clark told us that, that, hey, Tubi, you know, you can go there, whatever. Yeah. So this is the issue. The issue is, is that, you know, Peacock is NBC, right? right. So they go hand in hand. That's their streaming I service. Uh, so you have to go with whatever the streaming service that Fox has, unless part of your new contract with Fox is that, look, we're going to use a different streaming service outside of Tubi or whatever mm-hmm. um, to help promote this. Or we want the ability to add another streaming service outside of Tubi to help promote it, whether that be Max, you know, which is also kind of Discovery Plus now, even though Discovery Plus is still on its own, they're the same. And even with the shows that are air on Discovery Plus from HDTV and stuff like that, they're promoting to watch it on Max more than they're promoting it to watch on Discovery Plus, which is what we have still. Um, So you have that. You know, for me, if you look at the numbers, and I just saw a report over the weekend um, that yet again, cord cutters are uh, on a significant rise right now where people are not paying for cable TV, people are not paying for direct TV, People aren't paying for any of that stuff. Um, now, there's good parts and bad parts to that, right? To me, um, if you have a really bad thunderstorm, if you have satellite, maybe it'll slow down your thing, right? You can watch in low quality. If you record stuff on your DVR list, you can watch stuff there. I have DirecTV, but you can watch stuff that way. If you have cable, for the most part, you're pretty good. I mean, unless your power goes out, you're pretty good, regardless of what happens. And, and you pay for that, but you could guarantee yourself pretty good service kind of going forward. You are really kind of hand tied a little bit, maybe to a certain degree with the apps, as far as Wi-Fi versus being on data and data doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a smooth signal one way or the other. Wi-Fi, definitely you're pretty good on Wi-Fi providing you're in an area that's not overloaded on their Wi-Fi system. Like if you're an American family field at a baseball game, and you're trying to watch something that's not going to work, right? Because everybody's on it if they can't keep up with the Wi-Fi that they have. But I do think the future is that. I do think the future is, I don't know what they're going to do with TV or how this is all going to work, but just like AM radios are starting to get pulled out of cars and not made, yes. which is heartbreaking to me, obviously being yeah. an AM guy. Yeah, me too. Um, so going that way, like AM radio, I just fear that over the air TV, we're going to be kind of leading that similar path yes. here kind of going forward where everything is going to be apps. There's not going to be any of this satellite or anything else kind of going forward. That's why I think for me, it's critical, especially if we're talking about getting the younger people involved in watching this sport, that you get into a streaming service that has a significant following and maybe right. Teletubby or whatever it's called has a significant streaming service. I don't know what their numbers are. I've never, yeah. I don't know anybody that has it. So I have no idea, 
But that, to me, has to be at some point the next step to where these ones that are popular that do have a bunch of people on it to where you go on there and you see, oh, bowling. The other thing I would add to it, which is another angle to all of this, it would be great if there was a reason to go, meaning this. Yeah. If I go to, we'll call it, what is it called? Tubi? Tubby? Tubi. I don't want to get everybody mad at me calling it telling Tubby. <laughs> Tubi. If I go to Tubi and I download that app and I'm watching a PBA tournament, yes. what more do I get? Yeah. So if I have Tubi and I'm watching, I can have it up on my phone, but I have a couple other options. Mm-hmm. I can follow just one bowler, mm-hmm. right? Who's mic'd up and I can just have it on Jason Belmonte. And I can just watch Jason Belmonte while he's sitting there. If he's talking to himself, I'm going to hear what he's saying, right? And while he's bowling, I'm only on Jason Belmonte. That's the only guy that the camera is on is, is that whole point. That, to me, is something that I can't get watching Fox because they have to do the normal broadcast, yeah. right? So I think that's another angle. Or give me a four-shot screen of yes. uh, different camera angles of on the lanes that I can all watch up. I can watch it from all kinds of different angles on, on one screen on my phone. So I can have the TV on, but I can also be watching it. Or I can have the actual normal broadcast. If I'm not at home right. and I want to, I can watch the normal broadcast. But give me different avenues exactly. why it makes sense for me to have this app and pay this much money, when in reality I would never have this app. But since I'm a diehard bowling fan, I would love to be able to watch my favorite bowler as, as they're progressing and having those conversations, you know, they go to break, right. Mm-hmm. And troop is talking to somebody. I can hear the whole conversation. If I'm on Kyle troop right now, these guys have to, they're not going to like that part of it, no. but that, but that has to be part of it is to be able to hear. And you yeah. can only hear what's being said. If you have the app. Right. And then that's what they do show on Peacock with IndyCar is you have that ability to go back to either qualifying's uh, watch the qualifying, which you ain't going to watch on over the air TV or NBC. Um, right. They they could just show six minutes of the highlights. Uh, they could show six minutes of the accidents and qualifying or practice rounds, which hardly you ever do get to see on NBC. And those are all there for you once you have that uh, membership of five hours a month. Um, so that could be the same thing with bowling. You could just have the qualifying rounds uh, of bowling. You could have the interviews. Um and you can then pick and choose what you want to watch. Yeah, and it's just a it's just a matter of production value. I mean, even the stuff I try to put out nowadays. I mean, I try to make it as close to, to TV as, as possible. I've invested so much in equipment. I've got remote control cameras and all kinds of other stuff out there. But I'm I'm not close to what the broadcast standards right. want for tubing that kind of. Right. So you're looking at two things. You're looking at equipment, and you're yeah. looking at personnel. Okay. And anybody in the PB or or both TV or has, has to look at that if they were to try to move to a service like that and go. Uh, can we get our money back off of doing this? Or are we willing to, let's say, Bolero's case, because Bolero owns the PBA and it's a PR thing, are we willing to spend some PR money but remember, to improve this coverage? But hold on a second. Remember, okay. this is completely different than Bold TV yeah. or Extra Frame on PBA. Right. I don't – they're going to know how many people are signing up that want to watch the PBA tour. They have no idea. Yeah. They have no clue. But what, what, how this benefits them is they get to run their ads during – the TV broadcast promoting streaming. Right. They get to be on the website. They get to be mentioned on social media and mm-hmm. Facebook, all that stuff. They get mentions across the board yeah. to be able to promote it. And that is where the hitch and the giddy up is, is to get Fox to be able to agree to that type of deal to promote it because they do a 
horrible job of promoting their own damn streaming service that nobody knows about. So if they're not going to promote their own streaming service, fine. Then find a streaming service that will promote it. And that's how they get their money back. You sell, look, I get a million viewers every week with bowling or however Mm -hmm. many it is. I sell the package in exchange. We get onto your service and you try and cut that deal. That's to me the best way to do it because then I get somebody that maybe hasn't watched PBA tour in a number of years. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, I'll use my own mother. She now has Discovery Plus on her TV at home because she cut cable too. She doesn't have it anymore, right? So she has Discovery Plus. She loves it. Watching shows she never knew existed and is in love. But she likes the PBA Tour, I told you. If she's clicking through and sees on Fox 6 the PBA Tour, she'll stop and she'll watch it. Well, if it's there on her app, when she signs in, oh, look, PBA, oh, I'm going to go back. And the other thing you can do, take it to a whole nother level. What if you can run a bunch of archive stuff and put archive stuff on that app? Pick a year, pick a tournament, and boom, I can go watch that. WWE has done that and made a whole big deal about that. Allow the PBA Tour to do the same type of stuff. You have the footage. Put it all out there for people to watch. If they want to go back and watch an old Marshall Holman tournament or Mark Roth tournament or whatever the case may be. Here's my thought on it is, and you're into all sports where I'm more the bowling and sure. IndyCar. Don't you think eventually all sports, including major sports like uh, baseball, football, are all going to end up uh, possibly going to like a stream-only service, let's say a Packer game? Packer games? Um, well, okay, so let's games. talk about the NFL Sunday ticket right now, which is a, a hotly contested thing. So the NBA Sunday ticket is no longer going to be on DirecTV uh, unless you're a bar then you still use DirecTV, right? right? So NFL and DirecTV are still in place together, but only for bars and restaurants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You and me, we have to use YouTube TV in order to get it. Mm -hmm. 400 bucks, whatever the case may be. It's a lot of money. It is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they haven't had enough signups or what the deal is, because now there was an article last week that says they're – in the process of forming a partnership with Max, the one I was just talking about, the HBO Max yeah. one that's with Discovery Plus and everything else, yeah. about forming a partnership to maybe allow the NFL Sunday ticket. If you're a subscriber to Max, maybe you get a discount and you can watch it on your Max app versus having to download another damn app in order to watch that if, if that's something that you want to do. And the one thing that a lot of NFL fans want, and apparently Apple TV, I heard, was going to do this. Apple TV wanted to charge less, according to reports, than what they're charging. And they wanted to do what most fans want, which is a la carte. Mm-hmm. Meaning my 16-year-old is a Falcons fan, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a Packer and Colts fan, but I still like watching my Colts games. So if, let's say, he wanted to watch his Falcons games this season, I wanted to watch Colts, but we don't care about the rest of the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. We don't care about watching the rest of the games. Just those games. You can pay $100 for the season, and you can watch your Falcons play. You pay another $100, and you can watch your Colts play. Or for $400, you can watch the whole league. It's up to you however you want to do it. That is something that I think eventually is going to happen too. Are we going to get to the point for the NFL to where it gets to that point as far as it's not going to be on over-the-air TV and you're going to have to pay to watch your own team play? Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that might be where we're where we're headed. Uh, the Bally Sports app that you use for the Bucks and Brewers – I can't find anybody that actually likes that app. Everybody complains about the service and the lag and all kinds of problems and crashing and reopening and everything else. That's been a constant problem. Major League Baseball is talking about starting their own one 
and controlling it for everybody. And the commissioner who just re-upped a new deal is talking about wanting to make Major League Baseball more of a national type deal more than a localized deal. He wants to get it to be more like the NFL is kind of, I think, his plan and his goal in all this. How he gets it there, I don't know. But that's kind of where he wants to go. But, yeah, I, to your point, yes, I think that's where we're headed. I think the final take that I have on it is right now we kind of are spoiled because it is occasionally on either cable or Fox Sports or over the air. I think bowlers are going to have to eventually make that tough decision if we are forced, if that's the word, uh, into a stream only if we are a PBA fan and we want to watch the shows. If it's all going to be all or nothing, I think then that's when, um, if you're going to want to watch it, it's going to be on some kind of uh, format, uh, be the computer or stream or whatever the case may be, then we have no other choice. Yeah, but I used to do some stuff, with, obviously, back in the day when extra frame with the flow bowling, I was with flow bowling for a while. I remember hearing somebody in Austin telling people in the PBA, in four years, you won't need Fox Sports. I mean, it's going to take a while before everything gets away from the networks because it's just they're going to the, the networks are going to keep trying to throw money at and keep it with them because that's the only way they stay viable this is what i know vibrant this is what i know that very well maybe because espn is creating their own streaming service, service that's right. coming yeah. so you're going to get to watch lawn darts on espn yeah. streaming service because they're not going to have enough to put out there right. right they literally show more crap on espn now than ever but it's all about money right okay but my point is this to the person that says, well, you're not going to need Fox Sports. That's BS. It's BS because it's over there at TV. I told you, my mom doesn't have cable. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she's got a little antenna. She sticks in her window, yep. and she could still get the over-the-air TV stations in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, where she lives, right? Yeah. So she can still watch Fox 6, and it's a clear picture. It's not a rotary thing where you got to turn it, oh, east, south, north. Yeah. That's not what it is. That's how it was when I was growing up and how right. y'all were growing so, up. Yeah. That's not it. It's just you just stick it in your window, and it's crystal clear. It's beautiful, right? So you still have the over air, but you're not going to have HDTV. You're not going to have any of those other stations necessarily if you don't have DirecTV or cable like you don't have now. But Fox is a big deal because all these people that are cord cutters still, most of them, have that device in their window. Why? Because they want to see the latest weather, traffic, news, all that stuff. There's severe weather. Uh, your discovery app is not going to tell you what's going on in Milwaukee, right? So I'm going to have to have still some way of seeing Fox 6 or CBS 58 or whatever, right? That that in Milwaukee, I'm using Milwaukee station. Sorry, folks. Um, But, but that, that's something. So that Fox contract is so big. Like he's Tom Clark's got to do everything in his power, not to lose that contract. I I just, because if you go to ESPN, if you go to ESPN or something like that, then you do lose a lot of that. And that's, I, I just, I think that's the biggest thing that's happened in, in bowling and God knows how long. All right. So along the lines, because subscription services, obviously, is what's out there. Neither of you guys are both TV subscribers, correct? Nope. Correct. What, what would you pay a year to watch all the extra PBA stuff? Even if you only got a chance to watch every once in a while, how much would you pay a year? Ten bucks. Twenty hours a year right now for both. Yeah, and that's ten bucks a month, right? Yeah. Roughly, yeah. Five, yeah. Like, yeah. I would say like IndyCar, I'd say five bucks a month or $60 a year. Okay. Yeah. And, but, but again, the question is. Quality. Right. Right. But the question is, how many people want to watch that? Exactly. And with all due respect to them, yeah. that quality. Right. Yeah. That's not Rob Stone. No. That's not Randy Peterson. Right. That's what people want to see. Right. And people want to see the stars. And everything that goes along with it. And you're not going to necessarily get that that goes along with it. Those guys try hard at Bowl TV, right? I I mean, I get it. You cannot, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. 
it's hard. It's hard to survive and make a living trying to do it just on that, on just those die. I mean, because there's one thing of being a PBA fan and mm-hmm. watching the tournaments on TV, and then now you're asking for people to be even crazier PBA obsessed yeah. mm-hmm. to watch the rest of it. There's not enough. There's not enough of those people yeah. to justify making that a go. In my opinion, okay. that's why if you go to one of these other services where they're not counting how many people are are doing it, all they're caring about is are our sales going up? Are we getting our bang for our buck on the sponsorship? So kind of like what Flow Bowling was for Flow Sports. There's 27 right. different sports, and you know people can watch Flow Racing or Flow Bikes or Flow. Tell me something. How many people that you know have a Flow Racing or Flow Sports app on their phone? Oh, I know. There's not many anymore that were that were Flow Bowling subscribers. No. No, but I'm just, just in general, like who yeah. watches anything on that app? The, again, maybe it's popular in other parts of the country. Yeah. Not one of anybody I know ever yeah. has anything. Of, probably doesn't even know about the damn app right. uh, at this point, right? Okay. That's why it's got to be one of the major ones that that the moms are watching stuff on, or the dads are watching stuff on. That's what you have to have. So make the financial commitment and move up to a, a Tubi or a Hulu nope. or whatever. Yes, it's, something yeah. where okay. there, there, there's – but again, and they're apparently it. on yeah. Tubi or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. But it's same thing. I don't know anybody that has that either. No. Okay. So, But they don't advertise it on right. their product. Right. Like it would be one thing if you advertised it. Okay, if I go to Tubi, mm-hmm. what is on Tubi that I can't get watching on TV? Right. If I have Discovery Plus – I can watch shows that aren't on TV, but are on Discovery Plus. Yeah. If you have Netflix, you can watch that quarterback show that was just on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can't watch that on ESPN or any other. You have to have the app. And right. everybody's talking about it. Yeah. I guarantee you, people have bought Netflix just to watch that show. And when they're done, they're probably going to be done. Here's your seven-day trial and you're out for free. You're in, but you're going to buy it and spend your money yeah. to, to go watch it because it's only there. That's why I say if you do this with a PBA, you have to give them something more than yes. what they're going to get on TV. Yeah, yeah my point's exactly that with, with, with Peacock and IndyCar. When they show the stream part of it on Peacock, uh, even the highlights, it's the same announcers. It's the same quality cameras. Which is good. As NBC. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's an NBC well, yeah, production. They're using their TV. Yeah, it's exactly what they're doing. They're using their TV crew for that. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah you're just essentially yeah. simulcasting your on-air yeah. To the 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 streaming platform. Yeah. That's all you're doing. Yeah. It costs you no extra money, yeah. right? Nothing. Now, what I want to do, maybe it costs you a little something yeah. to have one camera, but I don't really think it does because there's got to be. Well, maybe not. I've never seen. I've never been a part of the production crew for Fox or whatever. Okay. But I would assume there's a camera on each bowler throughout for reactions or whatever else, so they don't miss something. Maybe not. Well, maybe it's just a wide yeah. shot. But I would assume. No. You got you got Belmonte, you got Rash. Right. Don't leave them, right? right? And if that's what's happening, then it doesn't cost you any money. You're just now making that available for fans to always see that camera shot and hear that mic that's hot. Yeah. I don't know. That's stuff to do across 40. It's easy to do on a TV set. It's stuff to do across 40 lanes of qualifying. Right, but I don't yeah. worry about qualifying. I know. I know. I'm just talking about the TV show. The qualifying, I don't care about the qualifying. So. All right, let's go. One last thing here because we're way over already. Like <laughs> <Again>. always, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like when we play on the show, it's like, do we have enough? We always figure out a way to have enough. We always can't shut up. Uh, okay, one last one. Uh, I want to do this. The, the last show, we didn't get a chance to, but since Dwight runs his own pro shop, spare time pro shop, 
what's the new hot bowling balls and equipment uh, that are people are wanting to get from you as we get closer to the start of the season? Yeah, there's a couple of new things coming, number one. And then I keep going back, if you guys watched the um, movie Apollo 13. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So great Gene movie. Krantz, Love yeah, it. Great movie, Tom Hanks. Gene Krantz looks at the engineers and says, okay, the CO2 detector uh, is high. The guys are going to die if we can't get the filter in place. Here's what you have to work with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they then engineers took socks and tape and made a filtered box out right. of it. Well, that's what the ball manufacturers have with our governing body's rules in place, which are getting stricter and stricter every passing year. How do we, you know, people come into the shop all the time and they go, well, isn't it the same ball or recover or remake with a different name, different color? Where's the new technology? And at least for the balls, at least this year, um, uh, again, Alex Hoskins, so I have a huge man crush on it, Storm, um, great young engineer. Um, a fellow nerd, that, obviously. You know, right, but... Yeah. He obviously has, over the summer, come up with videos showing the new technology that he has with the new Storm Summit. And so what he did is instead of taking the outer core, which is perfectly smooth, he kind of made it look like a golf ball dimple. And he did testing on it, and uh, it's been successful on the tours. Um, and it, it's supposed to increase the coefficient of restitution 3 to 5%. Nobody knows what the hell you just said. <laughs> the coefficient restitution. Right. Like Never used that in my vocabulary right. ever. So Either word. Terms, that means that the, the pins are going to fly off the ball faster and improve the pin carry. Three Even with strings percent. attached to them? Well, that was not in the video. That's not in the video, but that's a great Yeah, there you go. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so, so to answer the, you know, the critics' uh, questions out there, there is, for what they have to work with, it's great that we're seeing a little new uh, technology come across. Uh, I can tell you on shoes, and I'm wearing the shirt today uh, from KR Strikeforce. They got that new product called TPC, or the per, uh, Perfection Collection is what they call it. And it's six different shoes that are high-end shoes, and each one of them has a little different difference in them and a little different unique. I, I just got them in Sunday, and what I can tell you with the shoes, uh, of course, they're going for the high-average bowler, pro bowler uh, with these type of shoes. And, of course, getting them on TV is so incredibly important. But there's new technology in the shoes, a lot more stabilization. They're making the push-off foot, uh, the toe-dragger foot, uh, out of a material that doesn't wear down, which oh. is always a big question uh, or a comment with the high-average bowlers, but the guys that really drag their toe, a, a right toe across the ground, um, that they're making it now out of a material that doesn't wear down uh, for those type of guys. Some guys kick their trail foot up in the air, but a couple of them drag that toe real heavily. And they will wear that shoe down in less than a year. So now they got new technology with that. And the shoe is really stable and heavy. And that will improve balance. Everyone, well, why is that so important? Well, you can take a tennis-styled shoe and you can bend it sideways. You can't with this one. And so that's going to make you walk straighter, stand straighter. So these are great things that are coming across in the sport for at least this coming year. That's awesome. Have you heard anything from the manufacturers about the 78 durometer on the urethanes yet, or is this still too early in the game for them to uh, – I mean, I, January 1st is going to be coming pretty soon on the PBA yeah. Tour. The question, again, that we're getting in the shop from the ARB customers, yeah. how does it affect me? It doesn't. It doesn't. Right. doesn't and that's how we got to explain it to them. Yeah. Right. It does only PBA only. You know, now uh, my question to them is, is our governing body going to follow what the PBA is doing? Uh, and that's obviously Chad Murphy's call. Well, it's going to happen. It's going to be funny. Are, are some of the like bigger local tournaments or, or, or regional-wide tournaments uh, going to come out there, and now they know that there's problems with purple hammers and pitch blacks, 
is somebody on the tournament staff going to have a durometer in the middle of the tournament? Somebody goes, that guy's used, I don't like the way the guy's using his purple hammer. And they're going to have to go out there and grab the guy's ball and punch him with a durometer or something. Right. Well, that here, type of thing. Right, so it doesn't necessarily not affect yeah. league bowlers, but they got to know what's going on with their equipment. You want to talk about tough jobs. I mean, here's an engineer for a ball manufacturer, yeah. and the president comes in and says, okay, here's what you have to work with. Yeah. Our governing body is you know, so tight on their limitations. Now try to make something new and exciting so we can sell it. Right. Our selling point. We can market it. Yep. Good luck. Hey, I got I got one more for you, and we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw an ad for the teal rhino. Yeah, it's a remake. Okay, I had the cobalt rhino back yeah. in the day. Still yeah, have it in my bag. It's a hundred years. People that bought that ball, but yeah, I love that ball. I still have it. I use it as my spare ball. Uh, but 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 seriously though, so you're saying it's a remake, mm-hmm. right? So what does that mean? It's Dave Glocka is uh, what used to be with Ebonite and a former pro bowler. And when I talked to him down in 2019 at the trade show in St. Louis, he's just a remake guy. So he wants to take all these popular resin balls from the nineties and remake them with current technology, better covers, um, but still keep the look and the reaction of that ball similar to what it was when it was in the nineties. So I kind of call him, nickname him the remake King. So, um, so they like to take these popular balls and just bring them up to date. I think you're, I told him right to his face, you're going after a very small percentage of clientele because here's the deal. As the younger crowd starts coming up, they don't remember those balls from the 90s. Sure, but the older crowd has the money right now. Yeah. Right. Like me. I'll be honest with you. I haven't bought a ball. I couldn't tell you. Uh-huh. I looked at that. I was like, oh. Maybe I'll buy that. Yeah. That looks cool. I love having my Rhino. We, we, and, but again, I'm the old guy, right? right that bowled with it, yeah. still have the, the old one in my bag. We have it on the show. Yeah. yeah. See, the other hot thing that's out there now, these bright neon colors. So twice can be sold a lot of ball cleaner in the fall because these things, because they're like they're bright flat. yellow and bright green. Right. And because, uh, you know, you, you try to, yeah, you try to, you know, the houses try to oil and clean the lanes a couple times a day and stuff like that. But you still get dust and stuff in, in, in the oil as it settles. And, yeah, these bowling balls turn from this bright yellow to you know, kind of modeled in a, in in a, in a few games, and you know, they get it looking good again. Dwight's going to be selling a lot of ball cleaner. I'm sure he's going to be selling 55 gallon drums. We sell a lot people. of ball cleaner. But here's the deal: <laughs> uh, when I was mechanic with the red carpet chain, yeah. uh, they paid us double time, which was a lot of money. We came in at Christmas Eve, which the center is closed, and I was a part of a crew that we took off the gutter covers and we took mops with a cleaner and we cleaned the underground yeah. tracks. Love it. And that's how I spent my Christmas Eve. But yeah. it, we were going to pay good money back. Oh, I'm sure. We were paying double money. Yeah. I guarantee you those same tracks are last, not the being last, cleaned. Uh, last time we cleaned them was probably me. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no check. 1983. Yeah. Yeah. Most, right. yeah, most, most of the stuff, how the balls get dirty, it's off the ball wheels in the back yeah. and, the, and the lifts. There's and no the, preventative maintenance yeah. anymore. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's none of that in radio either. Uh, he is Dwight Albrecht, uh, Phil Bryla, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer. Thanks for tuning in. Follow Dwight on uh, Twitter at Bruce City Bowling. Dwight at Dewey 300. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Do it each and every week. Spare time bowling show again. If you missed any of our past interviews, Packy Hanrahan, the former PBA or the current PBA bowler, he was on the podcast uh, last week. We've had Tom Clark on. We've had Randy Peterson on. We've had all kinds of great guests on Chuck Gardner. Go back, listen to any of them on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast app. We'll be back at it again next week. We're going to try and run down this guy that's uh where is he with bookies.com yeah Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna try and get him on for next week Uh, again we talked about streaming on this one Uh, we talked about gambling we actually have a comment from youtube tv uh that we're talking about streaming and these games going to over the air 
And he said, I think the feds would step in if any of the major pro sports try to go paid only. Besides, the -the over-the-air network contracts are too profitable for the NFL to go away. And by the way, William Hill, a Nevada app, is down uh, right now. So we'll we'll see how this whole thing plays out. He's right. Obviously, they're making a ton of money from over-the-air TV. The issue isn't going to be whether or not they're making the money. The issue is going to be is how many people are still going to be you know, being able to watch that. Now, again, Fox is different because it is over the air. Like I said before, you're going to have a little antenna in your window and still be able to watch Fox without having to have cable uh, or satellite. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, And as always, we'll be back at it, and we'll do it all over again next week. Have a good one. Toodles!